Welcome to Dimension 119, the dimension where anything can happen. Prepare for the strange and unexpected. Enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Nathan with Dimension 119, and we're back at it again for another episode. As you can hear from the sound of my voice and the crackling of paper bags that I hope it's not too bad, um, we are not in the office today. Um, Not for any particular reason as far as, you know, setbacks on plans or anything like that. Um, It's just been a very extremely busy week, and I have recently gotten home and need to cook dinner. So, you guys are coming, instead of running errands with me this time like normal, or being in the office, you guys get to listen to me cook dinner while we have a chat. I'm trying not to sneeze already, and we just started, so great. Anyways, it's been a crazy week, and I really need some, some podcast time. So, this is this is going to be my therapy today. So, I've got a <coughs> excuse me. As per usual, I've got five thousand things that I've thought about talking about on the episode today, and had a hard time picking one. You know, just like normal, just because every time I, it's, it feels like every time I think I don't have a topic something finally pops up and the more I think about that one topic the more I'm like oh yeah and then I could talk about this and this and this but I think we're going to talk we're definitely going to talk about D&D but I think we're going to talk some some uh alignment and we may dip into a little prep type thing that I've been doing um and I'll explain that later if we get into it anyways so what is alignment so your character in D&D, if you don't know, which if you're following this podcast, you probably know something about D&D, probably already know this, but each character has an alignment. Um, it ranges from different things, neutral, good, lawful good, evil, chaotic evil, so on and so forth. And, you know, there's, there's it's a whole spectrum of different, different alignments that in a way, kind of dictate what your character does and in certain situations and how they act and and things like that. Well, Wednesday night in our Curse of Strahd game, we had some interesting crap happen and things went nuts. And we got ourselves in probably one of the worst situations I've ever been in in D&D. And ended on a cliffhanger with a lot of trepidation of not knowing what's going to happen next. And let me explain. (laughs) Because if uh, I don't explain, then this might be this, 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 excuse me. If I don't explain, this might not make any sense. So playing Curse of Strahd and basically the object is to survive 
Strahd's pulling you into his realm and try to kill him, essentially. Well, he has mostly has control as far as at least as far as we know so far. He mostly has control over the area that he's in. He's kind of you know the lord over the area and so on and so forth. And you know he's he's a powerful being and he's playing with us, our lives, and you know, blah blah blah. So we tried to save some people that. Strahd was after and took them to another town that was a little less controlled by Strahd to kind of try to hide them away. We uh, got ambushed by Strahd along, along the way and we sent, in the middle of the battle, my character sent the two people that we were escorting along to the town to try to get away from Strahd while we distracted him and fought him. And... He almost killed us, and we he left us barely alive, and, you know, we healed each other and, and got back on our feet. Some other shenanigans happened between that and the next session, but it's not important at the moment. Um, he left us barely alive, and we eventually got to the town, but, of course, we didn't know where the two people were. And our party decides to... Decides to start a fight, uh, supposed to be a friendly fight, with some noble people in a tavern. Two, two young noble, say young, two, what's the word? <laughs> I guess it would be young. They're not like children, but, you know, like young adults. And we bet some money on the fight, and, and our character won, and we so we, so we won some money. You know, our party member won, so we won some money, but the nobles ran off not happy. So, you know, we're, we already know we're going to have consequences of that, have that to deal with. And we do some talking to the people in the tavern and find out that one of the places that we probably need to go is a noble's house. And we're just kind of like, oh, crap. So we go to the noble's house wondering if this is the house of the people that one of our party members just beat up and, you know, won, a, won some money from. Because, you know, that's going to go well if these are those nobles. <laughs> Turns out it was. We get there, and they are said nobles, and they are home, and they're not exactly nice people. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so we'll stop there on that part. And we'll talk about um, kind of like our, our some of our party members were not volunteering the information that we were looking for these two people. And some of the other party members were walking up to just about anybody they talked to and giving their names out and saying, hey, have you seen so-and-so and so-and-so? And my character in particular didn't think this was a very good idea, but, you know, the party continued on doing it anyways, which leads us to more trouble at the noble's house. So, we get to the noble's house, and they, we finally get somebody to answer the door, it's, it's a, it's a servant, and they don't want to let us talk to the people of the house, and 
kind of give us a little information that kind of makes us leery of the people. And then our party member that fought the two young noble lads decides to ask if ask for them by name to find out if they live there. And sure enough, they do. And they one of them comes to the door and we talk to him for a bit. And sorry about the noise. Tenderizing my shekel. One of them comes to the door and isn't happy with us and, you know, makes a big, kind of makes a scene and kind of is a baby about what happened, even though it was a fair fight. And calls us, we, our, our party apologizes and, and, you know, kind of starts to make things better, we think. And he calls his mother out there to speak with us. Through the conversation, I need to make a very long story shorter than what it is because I'm I'm spreading it out. But um, to make a long story shorter than it was, we uh, we talk to the mother and ask the mother a bunch of questions and start to find out that she's kind of or get the feeling that she's kind of a follower of Strahd and doesn't really mind all the bad things and craziness that he's doing. And I don't like that, obviously. And the party doesn't like that, obviously. But what can we do? And in the process of finding all this out, one of our characters decides to ask for the two people that we're we're looking for by name. Which, as I said before, if you remember, Strahd is looking for. And that's kind of how we found out that they're... I almost want to say working for Strahd. They're, they're definitely... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sympathetic. They're sympathetic to Strahd and what he's doing. And they were okay with living underneath him. And basically, we end up telling this lady that... The two people that Strahd are hunting are in this town. And, of course, we don't know this, but our DM lets us know after the session, kind of a little meta-knowledge, that Strahd doesn't really have much of a presence in this town. So he didn't actually know about the two people being in the town. So, you know, we just put a big old alert out that we've hidden the two people that Strahd's looking for in this town. Now... This, this is how the session ends, and this is kind of what brings up alignment. You know, what you're, I know you're asking. I know there was a lot of talking to not talk about the subject that we're, we're discussing, but it, I promise it leads up to it. So, the, the, what brought it up was my character is a barbarian, um, he's, he's, think we're fourth level so we have three levels of barbarian and i have one level of cleric i wanted the smite um and i took forge cleric to get the smite and you know it it fit with my character i didn't just take um forge cleric just for the smite i mean i did but i didn't it fits my character in my backstory that i wrote uh, which you know maybe we'll do an episode on that later but 
Um, so he has that part of him that is, I guess you'd call it lawful, you know, as a cleric, but clerics don't have to be lawful, which, but we'll get into that in a minute. Basically, he's, he doesn't like the idea that he suggested to the party because of the cleric nature that's in him, but he suggested it nonetheless because the barbarian part of him thinks that it's what's best and what needs to be done. But he doesn't want to do it against the party's wheel, and he doesn't want to do it by himself. Now, what you're asking yourself right now, well, what, what am I talking about? What, what is the suggestion that brought all this up? Through the whole conversation with this lady in the house, and once, once I, I did an insight check on her and passed it, and. That's when I found out that she was happy to know that these two people that we were trying to hide away were in town, and but not you know not in a good way. That's what I insight checked her and found that out, and that's when I that's when my character Ragnar started to the, his barbarian side really wanted to take over and just bust down the door and just in these people in this in this family not because he likes killing people not because he enjoys that but because he knows that we're trying not only are we trying to defeat Strahd but we're trying to help these people and now we've alerted some friendly some some Strahd friendly people that they're here and that's not good so as we're walking away from the house after the lady has shut the door in her face and receded back into the house, and the party has turned to leave. We get a few feet away from the house, you know, good, a good enough distance where we're not, you know, we're able to get back to the house quickly if we need to, but we're far enough away where they may not hear us conversing. And Ragnar asked the party if we should essentially break down the door and end this threat right away. And there was a, and a conversation ensued of, you know, we can't do that. You know, we, we might need to, but we probably shouldn't do that. You know, that, that's, that was the RP, RP kind of, that was the RP conversation that we had. You know, some of us wanted to, wanted to do it. Some of us had other ideas. Some of us weren't sure about it. Some of us were completely quiet about the issue, period. And... Some of us were extremely torn, like Ragnar didn't... He feels like it needs to be done, but he's not sure if it's the right thing to do either. And he doesn't want to betray this new found power and new found quote-unquote religion that he's found um, by doing something brash and giving in to his barbarian side. And it all plays into his... his backstory and how his, you know, his father failed to, to become a cleric of Moradin and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, so I played true to the character with the hesitation, but in our, in our actual, like, game chat, after the session, it kind of brought, even during the session, just at the end, it kind of brought up, like, a question of, would we be able to do this and keep 
some of our party members because some of our party members are are lawful party members and it's you know it's unlawful to to kill people basically you know it's it's unlawful to kill people on the assumption that that they've done something wrong before they've done something wrong and you know in a way that's kind of what Ragnar was doing it kind of got us in a talk of, you know, what are you talking about Nathan well it kind of got us in a talk about alignment and what alignment means in D&D and you know what what specifically like lawful alignment means now I tend to play neutral characters that way I don't have to be tied down it's kind of a cop out I guess but that way I don't have to be tied down by things like that where it's you know, I don't have to be tied down by following the law um, if something else, something a little unorthodox needs to be done. Now, that doesn't mean that every one of my characters is going around killing people all the time and, and all this stuff, but it's one of those things of most of my characters, I play them as if they can see both sides and they can, they can, you know, I don't, I don't like playing an evil character. Obviously, they're good, but they may have to do things that aren't so good, you know, and that's, that's my, kind of what I do, and that's, you know, like I said, that maybe that's considered a cop-out, but I, I don't have any, any opposition to playing a, like a lawful character, or a, you know, a lawful good character, or anything like that, or even a good character, just a regular straight-up good character, but... It, in my mind, it limits what you can do, and, and especially in a setting like what we're in, sometimes you have to do things that don't seem too good in order to get to the good, and which is, you know, hence the reason why I play neutral characters. Now, if I decided to play a character that, if I decided to play a character that that I wanted to act a certain way and wanted to play a certain way, absolutely I would go a different alignment, you know, a, a good align, a good, a lawful good or something like that, you know. Certain classes um, have those alignments. I think paladins have to be, um, like, lawful good, if, if I'm correct, I think. And, you know, I'm not opposed to playing that. I'm not opposed to people playing that. That's just, that's not usually what I play. Because I think there's a gray area. And a lot of times people play lawful characters as, no, there's, you know, there's no gray area. There's right or wrong and nothing in the middle. And I'm not sure that that's true in D&D or, or possibly in real life. But that's, you know, that's, in a, that's a whole other point. Um, that's enough chicken. Wash my hands. I, uh, anyways, <laughs> off track on a tangent. It, it brought up the conversation, though, of, of alignment and how we may lose some of our party members if we decide to do something like that. And, you know, there was a lot of reasons why and a lot of reasons why not and things like that. And one of the things that was said was that a lawful character doesn't necessarily have to follow people's law or human's law it depends on you know what their depends on what law they're they are beholden to or committed to you know if you have a if you have a cleric 
and he is a like a like a a war domain cleric, you know, in his his god is war. He may follow the laws of that god or that deity that cause war to be brought or cause fighting to happen all the time. And it may not seem like a good thing, but he's being he's following that law. I hope that makes sense. Um, and you know, it goes it goes the same way with with like like a lawful evil character. You know, it, it's a good thing to follow the law, right? So how can you be lawful and evil? Well, it depends on the law. You can be a an evil character that's following evil laws. You know, I feel like I'm not making a lot of sense with all this, but this is this has been my thought process as of late. Is that you have to decide? You know, you pick your alignment for your character. It, you know, if that's if that's what you're doing, if that's the way your group plays, and you put that in there, you pick your alignment for your character, and you choose. In my mind, you choose what it means to you. You know, you have to make it make sense, obviously. You know, if you play a lawful good character, you know, you pick the types of laws that they're following and you follow it and you play it like that. You know, if you're playing a neutral character, then you play through neutral. Like I'm playing, I have a Adventures Dark and Deep game with a buddy of mine and my character is true neutral. He is all about balance in the world, bringing about balance in the world. Uh, you know, I created the D&D version of Thanos, just not as powerful. And I got a, I got a sword that kind of goes with my cause. It disintegrates people or beings that I strike with it. I have a chance to disintegrate them if they're in extreme alignment. You know, chaotic good, chaotic evil, or chaotic good, or you know, so on and so forth. And that's the way I like to play my characters now. Ragnar is not, my character Ragnar in our Strahd game is not so much that true neutral. He's, he's definitely got the, the, especially now with the, with the cleric aspect of him, he definitely has the, um, like the lawful side. He definitely doesn't want, and, and even more so the good side, he definitely does not want to just kill people for no reason he doesn't want to go out and be a murder hobo and just kill everything i mean otherwise that you know he would have done this before now or otherwise he would have just rushed in broke the door down and started attacking these people but he also is not you know he's got the barbarian side to him that that makes him wonder if this is the right thing but he also has he's also not stupid you know, he sees the fact that these people are going to warn Strahd and undo what we're trying to do and undo the safety that we've brought to these other two people that we brought to this town to get away from Strahd. And how do I say this without making it sound like I'm okay with this? This is a... How do we do that? How do we do that with a character or a character with a boss or a um, 
big, big bad evil guy. That's the word I'm looking for. How do we do that with a big bad evil guy that's so much more powerful than us that we have no chance of beating right now? Like I said, we faced him uh, a couple sessions ago, and he very easily destroyed us. I mean, he... If he would have used his full power and he would have went all out on us, we would be dead. We would have not made it through that session. That that could have been the end right there. If he wasn't just testing us and toying with us, that would have been the end of the game, the end of the session. You know, the end of those characters. Thank God he was toying with us so we can still be alive and fight another day. But, you know, the point is we have to find a way to... To get the upper hand. And I'm not saying that we're going to do whatever it takes and we're going to do anything. We're going to go above and beyond and become evil characters or anything like that to do it. I'm simply saying that if we find a minion of Strahd, we can't simply just let it just let it ride and let it be and you know act like nothing's going on and let them go on about their business and do whatever they want and be whatever they want and make things worse and undo our work that we're trying to do you know we're trying to set this land free we're trying to save ourselves because we've been pulled into this area and trapped and so on and so forth and you know how, how do we get the upper hand on Strahd and stop that you know if he's got all these connections everywhere how do we make this place better? You know, we have to destroy evil. Let me stop. Catch my dog's trying to get into the trash. So, you know, that's why my character posed the question, do we do this or not? Because it's not... With the neutral alignment and, and now with the, with the cleric background added, I kind of played it as if he doesn't like you know he doesn't want to kill these people but he his his neutral side says that it's okay and his his um barbarian side says yes do it because i'm i'm mad at what what they're allowing to happen but his cleric side says you know this may not be the right thing because you're killing people and you know he doesn't want to do that and i'm repeating myself over and over and over you know, and like I said, we got into that discussion. And I, this is my opinion. I think that alignments are good to help you kind of figure out where the character is going to go. But I also, I also think that if you're going to allow it to limit you, if you're going to allow your alignment to, I think your alignment should limit you. But if you're going to use it and you're going to pick an alignment that does limit you, you need to beforehand decide on those limitations. Now that doesn't mean you have to know everything that's going to happen in the campaign and and say yes, I'm going to allow this or no, I'm not going to allow this because you're you're not going to know what's going to happen in the campaign. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be different throughout, you know, things are going to happen, things are going to be things are not going to be how you expect them to be and there will be surprises. What I'm trying to say. I don't know why I cannot think straight right now there's going to be surprises things are not going to go the way you planned you're never going to be able to think of everything your dm is going to do so 
you what you have to do is you have to decide beforehand what like what kind of limitations your alignment's going to put on you. Are you going to play a lawful good character and follow the laws of the land? You know, because you're lawful. What if those this puts you in a conundrum. What if, you know, you get pulled into Barovia with Strahd and the laws of the land say that you have to sacrifice, you know, you have to sacrifice someone before entering each town. I don't know, I'm just trying to make up some crazy rule. You have to sacrifice a person before entering each town. And, you know, they maybe they've got people waiting in cages. I know this sounds crazy, but just, just track with me. That's the law of the land. As a lawful person, you should have to follow that. But you're lawful good, and that's not a good thing. You know, so what do you do? How does that work with your alignment? Obviously, you're not going to follow the, those laws. So what laws are you following? Are you following the laws of your deity, of your god, of, of your pantheon? Are you following the laws of your land, where you're from? You know, what if, what if Ragnar's laws say that if someone is doing evil like this and someone is going to cause the death of someone else and you know it or you're, you know, pretty sure that you have to do everything in your power to stop it? Water break. If that's the laws of the land where you're from, is that the laws you're following? Are you following some other law completely? Are you following, you know, I keep bringing it up, but are you following a deity's law? Are you following a god's law? Are you following a, you know, a pantheon's law? You have to decide if you're, especially if you're going to be lawful, a lawful character, you know, you have to decide what laws you're following because you have to be lawful, you know. I know that that sounds redundant and I feel like I'm repeating myself, but that's that's the truth, you know. If you're playing that character, that's how you have, that's how you decided to play it if you're playing that character. So you got to make that choice, you know, what laws am I going to follow? You know, whose laws am I going to follow? Am I going to follow a law? You know, how does it work if you're in a land where you're, you know, you're following the law of the land. The law of the land says that you have to do something crazy that doesn't seem right to you. But to them, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly right. It's lawful and it's good to them. You know, do you change with the land you're in and follow those laws and those, you know, concepts of good and evil? Or do you stick with what you have that what you've taught what you've learned excuse me what you've been taught and your laws you know do you have your own law that you follow are you lawful because you follow your own code you know i'm watching let me let's tie walking dead in, into this i'm watching the walking dead again and i've heard several times lately in there of someone saying everyone has their own code everyone has their own I mean, I would say laws. I don't think they ever say that. I think they've, they've said they everyone has their own code a couple of times. And that's not, that's popped up more than once with different characters. Different characters, different people saying that to different characters. 
you know, trying to get them to do one thing or another or decide one thing or another or whatever, you know, and there again, those char- those those characters in that show, obviously, that's written for them, but, you know, if you put yourself in that situation, those characters have to decide, you know, do I follow my own code or do I adapt myself to this new code and follow it because it's, you know, it's what's good right now. Would y'all be good, please? It's what's good right now. It's what's going to keep me alive. You know, do I have a change of heart and think something else is good that I didn't think was good before? See if the neighbor's dogs are out. Maybe I can get some quiet. Good. I think he just got them inside. So give me a few minutes without the dogs. Um, where was I? I feel like this podcast has not gone the way I wanted to because I've been doing, a, you know, been trying to cook dinner and make sense of of the conversation that we had the other night. The, the point is, when it comes to alignment in D&D, I don't think that, this is me personally, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe someone can show me in the rules where I'm wrong, or maybe it doesn't matter that I'm wrong, maybe this is just the way I want to play it. But I, I think that your alignment should limit you, but I think you should decide on those limitations and but also I don't think that because because you are one certain alignment doesn't mean you can't make other decisions now it may change your alignment it may you know take you down a notch on on the alignment scale, scale so to speak but that doesn't mean you can't do it because you're aligned I mean you know that's something you got to talk to your DM about I guess but because you're aligned lawful good doesn't mean you can't break the law just it may mean it changes your alignment you know that's between you and your dm i had a whole nother aspect of that and because my nose is deciding to get all stopped up i sniffed and completely forgot what i was gonna which way i was gonna take it your alignment should limit you in a sense of how you play your character and how you portray your character but it shouldn't stop you from from all possibilities it shouldn't take options away from you because people i think this is gonna sound controversial and crazy i think people are capable of anything but it's about our our self-control. It's about our beliefs. It's about our morality. It's about our morals. You know, so on and so forth. It, it's about how we view the world and what we want to put out there dictates what we do and don't do. You know, it's what we're taught. It's what we observe. It's what we felt by having other things done to us, ourselves, that stop us from doing or not doing something. That's what I think. 
So I think people are capable of anything. It's it's all of that mixed together that stops them from doing certain things or stops them from doing bad things or crazy things or whatever. So no matter what your character's alignment is, I think that character is capable of anything pushed to a certain point or if they go through a certain thing or if they lose whatever is keeping whatever their moral compass compasses if it's if it is lost or knocked askew it may do something crazy like break down the door and and take care of that family that may warn Strahd about the people you're trying to save anyways all of that being said I need to finish cooking my chicken because my oil is getting hot so we're gonna put a you know, maybe put a pin in it. We may visit this and talk about this more later, or this may be it, since I rambled on and feel like I got nowhere. Because I feel like even my thoughts of all this are all jumbled up. So how do I make sense saying them out loud? Anyways. Your character's alignment should define how you play your character, but it should not completely stop you from making certain decisions. Your, your character should be free to do whatever they like in the moment but have to take in the, that alignment into consideration it's not going to be easy you know it wouldn't be easy for a lawful good person to break down the door and take those people's lives but if for whatever reason that person thought that that was both good and lawful or had been pushed to the point where they didn't care anymore they may do that that's that's my point that's what i'm trying to get at and what i'm trying to to get the point across play your character according to their alignment but don't let it stop you from making certain decisions because things can go anyway things can be taken anyway Things can turn anyway, and you you don't know what's going to happen. You know, people change, people evolve, people learn all the time. Don't let your character stop evolving and learning. Don't don't write down everything on your character sheet. I'm not saying to change them every session, but and play. You know, don't make them a different character every session, but let them grow, let them change. You know, let their flaws change. Let them overcome, you know, especially if it's a campaign. Let your character overcome some flaws that you had in, in, you know, the first, you know, 20 games. Let them overcome a flaw and then let them start in on, let them discover through overcoming that, discover another flaw that they have that they have to overcome. Let your character evolve and grow and change just as well as we all should in real life. With that, I am Nathan with Dimension 119. Uh, It's been a pleasure talking to you. I really needed this today. And I hope you have a great day, great evening, whatever time you're listening to this. I will see you again week after next. I will see you in another Dimension. all you beings from other dimensions. I'm here to tell you about Dimension 119 and where you can find us. 
We've got a link tree in the description of this podcast if you want to check out all the links in one. We've also got a Facebook, Dimension 119. We've got an Instagram, Dimension underscore 119. We've got the Twitter as well, at Dimension 119. And if you check the link tree, you'll find our Discord link. If you can't join through that, let me know on Facebook and I'll get you the link. We're trying to create a community here where we can all connect play some D&D together. Let me know if you want more information and you can give me some reviews on the podcast as well. Thank you and have a great day.